Hello and welcome to this week's Radio Oedipus podcast. There are a lot of differences between Amsterdam and Rotterdam and getting the two mixed up is certainly not the best idea. Rotterdam's port sets the industrial working class tone of the city, which is very multicultural, hardworking and down to earth. Kapsa Brouwers is a brewery that epitomises everything that Rotterdam has to offer and Kapsa have a story or two to tell. 2020 was a year where they opened a new production site alongside their other two venues, Capsa Cap and Capsa Maria, and became fully independent. Sandra and I took a trip to Rotterdam to chat with Shoma Zilstra to find out whether Capsa Brouwers has the best Rotterdam beer in the world. All that on this week's Radio Oedipus podcast. Here we are in Rotterdam at Capsa Brouwers, at the new brewery location uh, in the Rotterdam Makers District. Shoma was kind enough to invite myself and Sander over for a, a tour and a chat that we've just had. So thank you very much, Shoma. Well, you're welcome. Um, this location is one of three you have here, am I correct in saying? Trying to juggle that information? Yeah, well, we're, we're, <laughs> we have a fourth, but it's still uh, we're still building it. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, our, uh, as we call it, New Brown Café. Oh yeah, yeah. Which we were building, and uh, it was supposed to open last year in May. Yeah, that didn't really work. <laughs> so okay. uh, I yeah. just think it's good to mention that we've got the brewery Capsa Maria and Capsa. Uh, what we, we call, call it? Capsa Cap. Capsa Cap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's in the Phoenix Food Factory. Okay. But we thought it's. Uh, we always go. Yeah, we go to the Cap. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. basically sort of the slang for the bar that we have there right now. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair and enough. what part of town are we now? Me not being from Rotterdam, excuse me for uh, asking. This is uh, the Wild West. <laughs> the Wild okay. West. Okay. Yeah, they have a. Li- they have a. Although it's now cancelled, uh, but we have a the magazine like the local newspaper here. Yeah. Uh, this area and it's called the Wilde Westen. Wilde Westen. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this yeah it's uh, used to be extremely rough. Okay. And it's still pretty rough area to be honest. Yeah. I, okay. I've, seen uh, some pretty like I, I live in a city center yeah and uh, you see a lot of drugs dealing oh, okay. then it goes like you know money and a little bags yeah and here you see proper boxes going from one car to the other <laughs> yeah. so it's uh and it's not just hops and malt bags it's no. uh, it's harder harder substances <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, then again yeah i just say uh, smile and wave that's all i do <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully we can cure the uh the roughness with a bit of craft beer every yeah. time but anyway yeah like i said thanks for having us i know Udipus and capsa go back a little bit yeah. tap takeovers uh, sure. uh various headquarters mm. you've come mm. to amsterdam Sandy, you've been uh, here in Rotterdam. I've been at the Cap uh, mostly a lot, a lot but yeah. also Maria, of course. First yeah. time I, I've uh, visited this new place. Mm. Uh, yeah. Really happy to see it. Also mm-hmm. really happy to see the similarities, some other people sharing the space uh, that are familiar for me from the Cap, uh, but also the garden outside looking beautiful. see a lot of possibilities for uh, making this your new uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, center of attention or so uh, with a brewing equipment, yeah. uh, brewing packaging, uh, and uh, yeah, in a new uh, part of town. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's cozy. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is quite exciting. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is for sure. Sometimes we forget in mm. these uh, sort of troubled times that uh, actually it's There's uh, positive it's, to take from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Now, this is actually my not my first time meeting you, uh, Shoma. So I have been in Capsa Maria. I had a beer in there over the summer. Remember that? Having a beer inside a bar? <laughs> no. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of, uh, Shoma's put some beers on the table. Why don't you kick us off what we're going to be drinking today? Yeah, well, yesterday we uh, canned our first uh, non-hoppy, well, we, we canned a couple of non-hoppy beers, but mm-hmm. uh, Arnelis is one of our... I think we introduced it uh, a bit more over three, two years ago mm-hmm. when uh, when we uh, became uh, the main beer supplier of uh, the film festival here. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that was a good excuse to uh, to produce a, a Pilsner. And the first time uh, it's been canned. Ah, so it was okay. canned yesterday. And uh, we're very curious how... Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, actually, who if you guys like it? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> What's think. the story behind all your beers? What are the names and things? Where where do they come from? I guess they're all people, right? Yeah. So yeah, we have basically two different types of names: names of really from people, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like tr- uh, living people or uh, remembering certain people. Like we have the Yapi, which is. Uh, Named after Jaap Falkhoff. Mm-hmm. He uh, came from Katenrecht mm-hmm. and he was a songwriter. Mm-hmm. And he wrote the song for Hand in Hand Kamerade, or the lyrics. Okay. Uh, so, which is pretty important here in Feyenoord for uh, in Rotterdam. For Feyenoord. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, is that the anthem? There and there, yeah. And actually, I, uh, when I looked it up, it was also, uh, he wrote lyrics for Ajax and... But I fans don't really want to know that. I'm they sure. don't use. They don't use it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, so that's and then the Maria is one of our core beers. It's named after the bar over the restaurant Maria, yeah. and then Nelis is, and then we have Carol, Harry, and Nelis. Mm-hmm. They are three sort of our biggest beers, mm-hmm. um, and they're more general names. Yeah. Uh, so Carol and Harry are very common names in uh, in in Rotterdam. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're also like you have Charles and Charles and yeah. they're all they're the same name but sound different. But are, are they named after specific people or just like just uh, they're those, commonly used names? They're, they're, those three are commonly used. Yeah, okay, okay. And then the others we use their specific. Okay. Yeah, uh, Onelis is a picture of. Uh, yeah, Nicola Nelis. Nicola Nelis. Yeah, uh, he's um, known for uh, he was a. Uh, yeah, well, that's him. You see, yeah. you can't see. The, he's, that's sort of the one-man show, the one-man band. One-man okay. band, yeah. Uh, and he used to play in, uh, also play in Rotterdam. He performed on the street. Okay, cool. Um, and Wim Sonneveld, uh, an, an old cabaretier, I would yeah. say. Yeah. He, w- okay. he wrote a song, Nicola Nelis, oh, about right. this guy. So this here, the name was there first, mm. and then uh, the picture came later. Okay, like cool. the, the the person. Ah, fair enough. Well, beer, tasty. <coughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'll. Cheers. Yeah. Mm. Cheers. Rose. Cheers. Yeah. So yeah, it's been quite an exciting year for at least it looks from an outsider looking in and from what you've been talking about. It's been a very exciting year for Capsa, becoming fully independent as a company, uh, also moving to this new site and brewery. When and where did this expansion uh, start? Where does Whoa. the story kind of start for you? Is it the beginning of the year or is it something you've been working on? The, the, the expansion has been, yeah, sort of, I can say my personal dream. Yeah. For uh, basically when I started the CAPSA. Yeah. Um, let's say, uh, yeah, you would say you, you, won't, you won't start a brewery and 
without a brewery. Yeah. Uh, so at the end of the, yeah, for me always at the end of the line, uh, we wanted a production brewery in Rotterdam. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, with, it was also quite easy to sort of to have a brewery and a little brew pub and a restaurant and a bar and then just have your production. We used to do it at the Molen. Yeah. Outsourced. Uh, yeah. Outsourced. Yeah. You know, you just buy the beer. <laughs> if it's not okay, you start bitching about it and you get it replaced. Uh, but also what you then miss is, yeah, we also want to learn, like for us, the whole Kapsa, like everybody that works at the Kapsa sees it as a big adventure. It's just, it's, you know, you want to learn all the time. You want to learn new things, new techniques, new mm. products. Uh, whereas it, is it wine or cider or food or beer, whatever. Mm. Uh, and so that's also this. Now we have our own production and then you, like we were just talking about it. When, once you do it for the first time, like the real thing. Yeah. You see, you notice, yeah, you, things that are normal when you buy beer become what the fuck how do we print like the sell-by date how does it fucking <laughs> yeah, work yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, so you many know? things that can go wrong yeah, that can yeah. Go printing wrong. a date tell me about <laughs> yeah. it yeah <laughs> and uh, there's also a lot of challenges that came with that exciting nature of having the full control yeah it's like uh, oh shit now i need to uh figure out how to do this <laughs> yeah and where do you, do you store the beer and uh yeah. and then you you notice that the cans come in pellets basically on pellets that are mm. too high that don't go in well it's all mostly it's it feels like shit but it's it's learning yeah and 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 i think that makes it really exciting and i think that's really what we as capsum hours want to do is yeah. just learn a lot and um and that also gives you and that's also where you how do you say this properly like you uh then you can make different beers you you know you learn to how do you say this finger speech good for you know how you know what you do when you make the beer you see it every day yeah yeah and then, you understand the story a lot better i guess as well yeah seeing, uh, and you can pay attention to certain details and understand yeah. the influence of a brew kit yeah. of a packaging line of a date printer of mm. everything that's uh that's of the what you water mean, right? of, yeah. Uh, yeah. in the winter it's cold in the summer it's too warm and then yeah how do you work that out into the brewing and then we've and this we notice now we've just only started but uh and i think become as a as, well, yeah, you, Etienne is our head brewer, so yeah. I just we are I'm here all the time, so I I, I know a lot, but he does it actually mm. the brewing, the actual brewing, yeah, and packaging. Um, but I think that's where you have the difference between like a brewer and a really good brewer is learning the consistency and like yeah. we have the Carol and it's yeah what we brew now it's it's different every. Every batch is different. The mm. one is a bit more clear. That the la 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 la. It's mm. all different. Yeah. And then, um, but to to make to perfect that beer, I think is where you become really really good. Okay. And I well that yeah that's one thing, and that's what we really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then if you're if you brew, you outsource the brewing. You you really lose that touch of yeah perfecting that that beer. And yeah. I think that's what we want. And then. We, I so it was there at the beginning already that uh, the idea mm. of having your own production uh, space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a matter of uh, finding the right location and finding the right time, or yeah, and also that moment where 
I think, yeah, that it, everything came together at the moment with the Mola, and they they had the they partnered up with Bavaria, and then uh, basically, yeah, for them, I, I understood that they as shareholders they had a brewery, they've done it all. Yeah, why do you want to start another fucking brewery? <laughs> <laughs> and I sometimes think back when Menno said to me, Choma, you don't want a brewery. <laughs> and now sometimes I think, yes, he's so right. You yeah. don't want a brewery. But at the end of the day, then, uh, yeah, then you drink a nice beer and you, again, you meet other brewers and you think, oh, I love that we have our own brewery. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. So, but for them, that was sort of the moment when they said, okay, it's for us, it's, this is time to let go, to let the caps go, and then you go ahead and, yeah, you know, you do, you build your dream with your uh, with your own team. Mm, okay, so like the uh, Capsa two started there, I guess. Yeah, but th- just for people that don't know, and I'm only just learned, where were you? Bre- you were outsourcing a lot to Demolin, but you were you just have a small brew kit at the yeah. old site of the Phoenix <clears throat> Food Factory, yeah. right? Um. From what Sander was saying, you still you had a lot of freedom to kind of play around yeah. there and, and brew a lot of small oh, yeah. batch stuff, right? Yeah, we basically uh, the, it was it was super cool, yeah. especially when we started. It was the old Demolin brew kit, mm. so actually we had also some some Demolin fans coming in and some taking history there with, <laughs> oh, with wow. the kit. It was <laughs> super cool. No way! And it's a brew kit where the first Monolith was brewed on. Yeah, uh, so true, back yeah. in two thousand. Where is that? Is that is, is that in the building now? The old brew kit? No, or? it went back to Bodegaard. Oh, to, back to in Menno. There. I feel like oh. it should be framed or something. Or. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they. Yeah, it, it's probably it will it's be. It's in the Mola now, the actual Mola building. Yeah, I think it's there. The windmill. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 oh. because that was. There when the Salamander kit. The Salamander is there, uh, yeah. That's Menno built his own brew kit at at his house. Mm. I think in his so, in his garage. Yeah. Mm. And that became and then the kit that was in the molen, the actual the, the windmill. The windmill. Yeah. Uh that kit when it moved to the Kapse, then that smaller kit went to uh the windmill. To the molen, <laughs> to the windmill. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, it's and it's that's confusing. a more of a restaurant now. Okay. Uh, brew pub slash restaurants. Mm-hmm. And yeah, where the Mola, the brew kit where they got international fame with, yeah. uh, sat in Rotterdam for uh, the past couple of years. Yeah. For, the, for the last five years, five mm. to six years. So that yeah. was super exciting. Mm. And, 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 then, and that was the cool thing was that we, yeah, like the big beers and they were all brewed at the moment. We didn't have to look at it and we could just fuck around. Yeah. So at the last two years, I think we brewed a new beer every week. Yeah. Uh, and some returning, like today we're brewing the uh, our Imperial Brown Ale, the Bertus, mm-hmm. which we've brewed, I think, three or four times. Yeah. Like that was a yearly thing. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of beers that we now can for the first time. Mm-hmm. We've brewed a couple of times at... Uh, that the, must have been quite a, an important part in the story of Capsa, though, Be, having the freedom to like play around. You know, loads of you had this ideal brew pub type situation where there was always people there because there was lots of stuff going on at the Phoenix Food Factory as well, right? Yeah. So, what kind of role did that? That was, I guess, it played a pretty big role in starting up this yeah. kind of uh, space. It's it, it was it was yeah it was if you look back at it it was it was perfect you know the, mm. there was no worries mm. uh, it was very popular so uh, everything we brewed sold very quickly uh, we could like invite 
brewers from anywhere and just say, what the fuck, what kind of beer are we going to make? Are we going to make beer with fish? Sure. We're going to put fish in it. You know, we, mm. we did whatever. We mm. had the strangest things. And that was, it was super nice. Yeah. Um, and we enjoyed it a lot. I think with Oedipus, we brewed three or four beers there. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah some, uh, from the beginning, fermenting in oak, yeah. uh, retired oak barrels for, uh, to uh, stainless steel tanks. And yeah. yeah, even so a barley wine for the uh, yeah, barley the, wine festival yeah. midsummer. The oude dre. <laughs> yeah, dre it was. Uh, uh, it yeah, seems was. like a great opportunity to kind of uh, grow and be able to make some mistakes, learn what works, learn what doesn't, yeah. make some friends. <laughs> yeah, we have, but that's. I think we we made a lot of friends there. Yeah, and also and 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 again with in the Phoenix Food Factory settings. Yeah, setting we you know you had cheese, you have bread, you have coffee, uh, a lot of vegetables. So we brewed. You know, we brewed like a, a pumpkin ale. We brewed a lot of beers with coffee, mm. some old bread beers. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it was, you know, yeah, it was a really creative, play, playful atmosphere. Mm. And it, uh, yeah, we, we produced a lot of very nice beers. Mm. I think the only downside that I can see, it was all sold there. Yeah. So what you see now is that people, now we sort of, we release beers on cans and they say, oh, I didn't know you guys uh, made so many new beers. Mm. So, yeah, we, we've been doing this for five years mm -hmm. and then no one knew. So we're... You wanted to kind of uh, outstretch Rotterdam and the Phoenix Food Factory, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, and that's that's sort of uh, like, that's why I think we, we were ex extremely local mm. because most of the beers we sold in our own places. Um, so... Yeah, outside of Rotterdam, if you wouldn't visit us, you wouldn't wouldn't know what we make mm. and what we do, mm. and you only know oh the Kapsa guys, you know they have six beers brewed at the Molen, mm. and that's who you are. Mm. Uh, so we were also well, in that sense, known as this uh, like a gypsy brewer. Yeah. Hey, but uh, um, who uh, who drank all those beers? Then there must be must have been a lot of people visiting if you went through so much. Also. <laughs> yeah really beers that are really out there um have you seen the crowds or the community uh attending the phoenix food factory or visiting the phoenix food factory change a lot or their preference for beers did that uh, change a lot yeah, over the years changed. yeah because you started when in rotterdam beer wasn't no uh the presence yeah. no it was super funny when we started like then uh the, hardly anyone who visited us knew what an ipa was or what a stout was or the mm. new stout as a guinness Mm. Uh, and so when we started it was really I worked a lot behind the bar mm -hmm. so we had a lot of like oh yeah the, I would like like a like a rosé beer or can I have a wit beer or a, a pilsner or a tipple mm. you know the like the standard stuff yeah yeah and then and it gradually changed like within two years everybody already was fed up with IPAs yeah so it went really click quickly from nothing to like super craft beer or you yeah. know oh i i know that and then i remember we had one evening we wanted to sort of make fun of people or yeah. not fun of people make fun of ourselves so or one test, night yeah. it was big party and we would only put on tap uh lagers and wit beer so wow. wheat beers and it <laughs> sounds oh, like a messy night <laughs> yeah and we had 30 taps wow uh and that was uh, and then people came 
yeah. and they didn't understand sort of the the joke yeah uh that was the first thing and se- but then the cool thing was yeah then oh just give me carol like which is a session ipa mm-hmm. and then uh thought, oh we come from far like so the, for the, them that educational process had paid off i guess a little bit yes nice. and, and then you notice that the people like our beers like oh yeah but that's normal mm. and 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 then you know okay we that ran really well like an ipa is normal saison is normal imperial mm. stout is normal and then also when we started like we had a sour tap uh it was on one keg one month maybe mm. and then at the end we had three taps uh and we couldn't get enough sours nice uh to sell uh so or, it's, would you say that like rotterdam as a whole is a beer craft beer drinking city or is beer city has, has changed a lot recently then yeah a lot yeah, yeah. because when we started we were the first like the first new brewery like the like Modern a craft, craft brewery yeah. yeah we had the pelgrim who was i think sort of a, a brew pub avant la lettre like craft beer mm. it was way ahead of the curve uh, they focus more on more traditional styles what's yeah but know, they started in doubles the, triples they, yeah yeah know. that's true but they started in 97 or 94 97 something yeah. like that so back then yeah ipas weren't known no but then they did something we all started doing in 2010 14 11, 12, mm. yeah. uh, and that started way ahead so then yeah. back then was uh belgian beer was special right yeah. uh so in in that sense and he was also the the, the guy who started the pelgrim the man he was my first boss my first job here okay was for him all uh, right so it was sort of that sort of fulfills yeah, or yeah. The, the circle is that we say the circle <laughs> is rond with that <laughs> <laughs> the circle is round <laughs> uh, <laughs> and now we're gonna we're gonna brew a, a beer with his son oh no uh, cool. uh, like a big imperial stout oh cool. which <laughs> is nice. gonna be fun but and then afterwards, yeah, a lot of new breweries popped up, and uh, it's mm. been a very, uh, yeah. So yeah, I think Rotterdam, but still, you see a big difference between Rotterdam and let's say Amsterdam, yeah, and the local, the locals drinking craft beer, because the Phoenix Food Factory attracted a lot of tourists, either Dutch oh, or yeah. international tourists. Uh, so that was a. L- uh, yeah, I think 60% of the crowd. Uh, and then when you see when a lockdown, when when we reopened in yeah. between the lockdowns, yeah. and then you see it's just Rotterdam, yeah. then you see it's not that busy anymore. Uh, okay. And you see a completely different style of beers are then popular. Mm. But, oh. luck- but luckily we have a a very loyal crowd. So yeah. our, uh, you know, our, as we call it now, our concept beers are still being drunken a lot and people yeah. love it and yeah so the locals they they go for more the standard stuff or the more out there stuff do you know well we have different locals okay <laughs> so you really have like the people who just know the cap is their place for their mm-hmm. little cheese platter and uh, want to have a nice beer with it yeah right. and they go for our you know for the nailers or the car or the heart like the easy going mm. and then there's this yeah this the beer geek uh people from out of them and then right. they come in they want something new yeah when we don't have uh, when we after two days we still have the same tap list they'll just leave (laughs) what the fuck what's going on (laughs) oh yeah 
uh so yeah but, so, they, but i guess you also have this other site like caps and maria which in normal times is doing something that's a bit more uh refined let's say mm-hmm. is that also part of this uh, rotterdam educational mm-hmm. process of uh trying yeah. to i don't know yeah is it also part of that trying to get people on board from a different angle yeah yeah you see also that's where we especially with maria we saw that with the phoenix food factory was a very a very you know the food like a f- the food holler as people call it or the market yes stuff like that yeah it became very popular nationally so you you attract a lot of visitors because of the collection of entrepreneurs being there and with the maria we were a bit we thought ah oh, that's you know we're caps and hours we can we can pull this off this will be mm-hmm. city you know, center yeah city center everybody will, uh, it will landing be a big in central success. station will pass us <laughs> yeah but no so and and that's where you see where we're again i think a place like that in a city of utrecht or amsterdam which is that are much richer mm-hmm. uh, i think it will be very busy immediately but here you see that crowd is didn't yeah we had, the people that understand what the cap maria is don't completely we don't have that many of them in rotterdam okay um and it is because we like the dutch are always i think they like to think of you say in hokjes denken like they yeah, want to in pocket categorize oh, yeah. categorize what yeah, are yeah. you and then yeah. the people came in because what we are is uh a place where you just you can you eat and drink nice products with each other mm-hmm. it's a very together place and it needs to be high quality that's what we think is very important mm-hmm. either beers wine sakes or food um but then people thought is this a restaurant or is this a bar mm. uh and then if they don't understand they just leave again uh mm. and that was so weird or people just come in and they see the, like these yeah we like magnum like the big bottles mm-hmm. we like them and then they see a big bottle and they think "Ooh, this is too fancy for us i thought this was a beer bar and they leave again yeah so so people are a bit scared of because it's a very beautiful building, so it looks quite fancy, yeah. but it is not very fancy. Um, so it, yeah, it was sort of in between everything, and that and that I think there we experimented a bit, maybe a bit too much. Yeah. Uh, then again, like yeah, the beginning of this year, uh, last year went really well, and this the beginning of this year also it was immediately very busy again. So I think it. People now finally understand what the Caps Maria is, mm-hmm. and we get a lot of compliments about what we do there. So, oh, yeah. but it was tough. It was really tough. Yeah, to uh, to start the place off, mm-hmm. uh, and you saw the international guests that came in. They they were like, okay, if I would live here, this would be my yeah go to yeah the go to place. Yeah. yeah, and also the people that work in in. Uh, food and uh, food and beverage like the F&B business mm. they love the Caps Maria so mm. oh, we're happy it's with working it. yeah it's working and now yeah now the new place is also I'm I'm very curious how that's going to be it's it's going to be a place where yeah like a, a brown bar mm. with all these different places with the with Caps Maria the brown bar and also <coughs> what the Phoenix, uh, the Phoenix Food Factory how do you keep that kind of what's the word like uh Capsa soul in each one, that ultimate Capsa kind of characteristic in three places that are ultimately doing different things. Is it like having high quality produce or what, what is the, 
Uh, yeah, well, that's uh, that's also the hard part. I think of also what's quite often is was hard to explain to people what is caps because yeah. firstly you want to yeah 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 this is isn't this a, are you a brewery or and also then the question was so the the caps Maria that's a beer place no yeah mm. yeah it's a beer place uh, but then why don't you have a burger and why do you do natural wines and why mm. do you sakes what mm. what the fuck are you mm. uh, and I think that's where we start like. We, for us, it's an it's an adventure of, it's it's finding new places, new styles, new food, new, you know, we, we yeah, we change, we see new stuff, and we want to do something with it. So we would never copy paste something we do. Mm. Like also the old Phoenix, that was the old Phoenix, the food, and it's not there anymore. So the new place is complete. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, and it has a new character, and I think that's. Well, we always, we would like to do, yeah, you don't want to become, you, we want to have a lot of bars because we just want to, we think, ooh, wouldn't this be cool? To you do? don't want to be predictable. That's what, yeah. that's what the vibe I'm getting. You don't want to be predictable and you want to be innovative and... Uh... Yeah, and also bring stuff, like Rotterdam has always been a, is a harbor city, it's an import city. Mm. Uh, so I think like another place that we, uh, you know, I, yeah, I love Japan. Mm. Uh, I went there, and and then uh, you have the uh, you have those places where you can have all the yakitori mm-hmm. things, and I think oh, I want to make mm. a place like that. You know, we want to make our own sake and have a great chef making that stuff, and mm. then, and then meet let the Rotterdam people meet what that is as well. Mm. And uh, because I think a lot of things that are typically Rotterdam are not typically are not from here, mm. that, like the capsulon. Yeah, and I think it's it's really a, a Rotterdam sort of invention. Yeah, but nothing of it is ever uh, yeah. Potatoes, potatoes. Yeah, but they came from South America. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, the shawarma uh, uh, is uh, 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 it's not from here. So it's really okay. it's it's a very typical Rotterdam thing. It's all imported stuff that we make ourselves. That like yeah, how do you say it? We internalize. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think that's I think what we want to do yeah we want to you see it all over you see such cool stuff all over the world and we want to just do it Mm. and then put it into yeah make it into a beer or Mm. a new product or a new bar or Mm. a new restaurant Mm. we'll see i've heard you (laughs) reference uh what rotterdam is like as a character quite a lot already in this conversation i've interviewed a lot of brewers from amsterdam and you know, people from other cities in in the Netherlands, but I've not heard them reference the city they're in as, quite as much as you. Is is like holding that character within Caps a, a really important part? Yeah, it's a it's a lot of. I think that's it, yeah. It's a question we we get a lot, but yeah. yeah, I do think that we. That's what I. The Phoenix was also very. That's where we were a, extremely a local brewery. Mm-hmm. I think eighty or ninety percent of everything we made was sold here in the city mm. uh and and also because of that you you meet a lot of people in the city and you start to really know the city very well and also appreciate the city yeah. a lot uh, and i think that's why we we uh we also how do you say it we um well we 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 really yeah it's sort of we we yeah we start to love it and we 
personaliseren. Je, hoe noem je dat? Personality? Mm. Nou ja, whatever. Yeah. You understand what I mean. So, I think that's why we love it so much. And also mm. why we talk. Yeah, we really try to... Uh, to... Uh, to radiate the character of the city. Mm-hmm. But not in a very boring way. Like... You know, uh, having the Erasmus Brug or on our cans and yeah. uh, and uh, green white labels. You know, that's yeah. yeah. You tried to do it in quite a. I was trying to. I keep kept saying in the car to Sunday today in English. We say like in quite a tongue in cheek way, in quite a funny way. Yeah. So like you, by using these typical Amsterdam, uh, sorry Rotterdam names, I really shouldn't get those two mixed up, right? That's uh, <laughs> that's, that's a bit of a faux pas. <laughs> but yeah, you. I feel like there's a bit of a, a, a smiling and laughing uh, at yourself yeah. a little bit at the same time. Yeah, and I think, and also not too obvious. You yeah. know, it is what we are, what we are, and and I think. Sometimes I think we've missed a lot of opportunities in the in the past by not telling our story enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've did a lot. Uh, we uh, we experimented a lot, but no one knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, and again, this we're talking about our uh, who we are and what we want to do and what our sort of our our dreams are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've we we yeah we didn't say enough. Mm-hmm. Like in Dutch, you say uh, the cop. Je kop boven het maaiveld uitsteken. And I think that's very much in my personality. And since I've been building this, you know... You don't want to brag about uh, all the yeah, stuff you do. Yeah, and it's also, I think, sometimes you think, yeah, yeah, is it interesting that, you know, that I tell you why I started the, the brewery and why we want to make sake, you know, who, mm. who gives a fuck. But I apparently a lot of people, yeah, want to know and also care what... They like the brand more if they know what what they're doing. Yeah, these stories as well. I feel like you've got a bit of this uh, build it and they will come kind of uh, mentality. Yeah, we want to make our own sake and have a bar that does that. Yeah, Hopefully if, people come. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't want it, okay, sure, you don't have to. Yeah, uh, That's why I'm not also not the best. In a way, I'm a very good salesman or a good person for the brewery because once I start talking and I can enth- make people quite enthusiastic about it, mm-hmm. but... I'm not this sales kind of guy that if if someone doesn't say, yeah, I want your beers, then I won't come back and say, oh, would you like, mm. you know, can Let's I try one more time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And another time and another time until mm. they have your beer on the menu. Yeah, so yeah, uh, I'm not very pushy sales, uh, sales guy. Should we have a, a moment for the next yeah. beer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, let me open it. Yeah. Nailis was uh, great, man. I, well, uh, thank you. Delicious. Simple, easygoing. Uh, Some malt character, I think. A bit less than I remember it. Is that right? Or Yeah, we changed. We tweaked it a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, the the yeast is also quite... Uh, it has a lot of character. And I think yeah. that was also the thing that really... That set Nailis apart from other beers. That it, was, it was more of a Czech style, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think we start, started off with a bit more rice in the, in the beer. To, okay. to give it the, the chuckability. Yeah. Um, but it also dried it out quite a lot. Right. So we, uh, so we toned down on the rice. Mm. Uh, I think, yeah, it, it helped the beer. Yeah. Um, no, it's just, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I remember it to be a bit more full bodied or a bit more caramelly. Yeah. But still, yeah, it, it had this drinkability as well. But 
I like this. I think it's a bit cleaner now, a bit more mm. simple, uh, more of a pills than of a Czech style lager. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, yeah. But uh, is more pro- German style pills than Czech style. Yeah, yeah if I. Yeah. But we also, yeah, that's that's honestly, yeah. We, I think ever since we are we came back from Bamberg, I think uh, <laughs> two when years ago. Oh, okay. No, one and a half years ago, then HN and I were thought like, "Fuck, this is so good." Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. we we really took, I think we trying to brew more and more towards that style. Franconian. Uh, yeah. And tradition. I think, yeah, I don't know. We just fell in love with this style. And um, yeah. it's the next beer on the table. Yeah. Yes, right. That's, uh, I, just, segue, I, I didn't know what it was, <laughs> but I sniffed the glass first. And I was like, whoa. That's, and we're uh, in Bomber. We're in Bomber, yeah. <laughs> nah, not uh, so, yeah, exactly, it, but this Teresia. The, yeah, yeah, introduce the next one. Uh, yeah, Teresia is our... Um, our sneaky core range beer. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> we're going to always have it. We're going to tr- always try to have it. And it's a smoked Hellas, 5%, I think. Um, and uh, we brewed it last year for the first time, just only on kegs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I said, wow, this is, we need this all the time. On the cap. Yeah. Brewed it, yeah. On the cap. And yeah. now uh, this is the first time we brewed it here uh, on can. It's named after the wife of... Uh, Ludwig, so Ludwig and Theresia, they married, and that was the first Oktoberfest. So the ah, uh, so that was and and so she was the queen of Frank of Bavaria, I think. Okay, I don't, I don't know exactly. She's not anymore. from the cap. No, she's mm. not from the cap. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's Theresia, and I think we heard a lot of people missing also this this easy drinking smoked style. You have uh, to go for okay. the traditional, uh, the big boys, if you want this kind of beer, I, I think, right? I, I've not found a, a local craft brewery that are doing... That's not so common no. to use smoke malts and mm-hmm. especially a core range beer. It's not, yeah, in the Netherlands, you don't see it a lot. I no. think, yeah, we, we've we used it in a couple of beers and uh, collaboration with the Praal, which is a porter. Mm. Um, I, I think or, Butcher yeah. Stairs uses yeah. uh, use some smoke malts at 100%. Peat smoked <laughs> barley wine or so from there, yeah. Yeah, which is outstanding actually. But yeah. yeah, to have this this smoky layer in a lager, which I can appreciate a lot, is just something that you don't mm. see in the Netherlands all that often. No, mm. no, and I think uh, so that that's why it's a sneaky core range because I don't think we're gonna brew shit loads of it. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a lot. It 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 ages well the style, uh, and 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 then again we if we brew 3000 liters it's it's maybe 400 boxes so i presume we're gonna sell it in a year mm-hmm. and when we have a festival all the brewers will probably drink a lot of yeah, it it's so. a brewer's <laughs> beer isn't it definitely <laughs> yeah it is it's mm. truly yeah i mm. think it's a brewer's beer mm. uh, so this one yeah as i told you it has a some uh sta- stability issues with the foam mm-hmm. uh, but i still uh still yeah, like it a good. lot it's standing uh, standing up quite well on the table Hey, would you call yourself a brewer, Choma? <laughs> no, 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 no. If, if no. Uh, somebody would ask you your profession, no, I, I try to, to uh, well, I get like for things. Sometimes you know it says brewer, brewer, but no, I wouldn't say I'm a brewer. Okay. I know how to brew. I've I have brewed. I've you brewed. build a brewery, a brew <laughs> kit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, uh, well, and I brewed uh, uh, one beer almost on my own at okay. the cap uh, mm. to at least. 
prove that uh, that I can brew. <laughs> prove your mistakes in this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, okay. I, I wanted to become a brewer. You wanted? Yeah, when in the past. when the, when I started uh, okay. the cap. Yeah, but then. I was quite dis well. John and Mano were right at that moment. They say, "Yeah, but you're gonna manage a bar, a bottle shop, mm. a brewery. Yeah, forget it. Yeah, you need to brew full time to become a brewer. Mm -hmm. And that I've yeah, and I've that's what we were talking about with becoming an excellent brewer. You need to yeah, it's 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 ambacht. It's a craft. Mm. Yeah. You need to uh, mm. put in the hours, and then otherwise you won't become a proper one." Mm. And I've, I haven't done that. So I'm just a, a brewery owner, right? Manager. Mm. I'm becoming more and more of the administration and stuff I, I like that. I, I think you're playing it down uh, still a little bit. I still think there's because we, we've had this conversation before with Chais uh, from the Kromaharing, and I still think mm. we had the same thing where there's lots to say there. Really, you have an idea about beer, a direction for your brewery and things, and even though you you're not involved in the actual production process you're uh, helping the direction of of beer so yeah. it could in some respects be seen as a brewer i i, I think yeah yeah i'm a theoretical brewer then, yeah maybe <laughs> yeah and then uh well and that's yeah you know i've i've done you know i was a philosopher uh, by by sort of a trade <laughs> so in that sense the theoretical part is yeah. uh, suits me uh, quite well <laughs> and uh yeah and i can you know i give a lot of tastings and stuff so i can talk yeah, you know, I know how it works, yeah. so I can, you know, I know what to do, and I know what's done in the brewing process, so I can also talk a lot about it. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, and yeah, and Etienne and I talk a lot about brewing and the brewing process and uh, creating new beers, new flavors, and uh, so in that sense, yeah, mm. that I'm, comes mostly from you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's and then also Geneviève, the she. Uh, yeah, she is a bit more of a because uh, she's a bit further away and also more food and wine. Right, uh, n she has more knowledge about that. Mm -hmm. uh, she comes with a bit more weird ideas, which we think I don't know if it's going to work. But you know, let's sometimes try it. it's nice to have that advice. You know, it's, sometimes you need someone pulling you a bit left wing or something. Yeah, and she has an excellent sense of taste, so she yeah. can taste really well. So uh, always, yeah, at least what we try once a month to really go over all the beers mm. uh, and then it's quite refreshing to have uh, to have her opinion on it i wanted to ask you a little bit about uh creativity in craft beer because i think it moves on nicely for everything we've just discussed about having this uh sneaky core line beer and becoming fully independent there's also something that's come up on the show quite a few times with with, with rick nelson and also i asked erwin from van mol uh it was kind of in a reaction to them feeling like certain brewers have felt forced to brew certain styles or certain types of beers. Um, and then, yeah, we were talking about uh, having the freedom to do whatever you want here. And also that's what you were doing on the smaller brew kit in the Phoenix Food Factory. Have you ever felt forced to make a certain beer style, do you think? Well, yeah, really forced. Well, like with one beer, we know we cannot, like it becomes your... Uh, the uh, the hari it's it's our it's a saison mm -hmm. uh, it's it's not my favorite style so I wouldn't drink it myself very mm. yeah very quickly mm. uh, but it's so popular so you need to you know you need to keep be, keep keep, it, keep yeah. it in our core yeah in the core range uh, but then again yeah you know a lot of if people love it why not mm. you know 
then you doesn't mean you don't have to make it anymore. No, no. But, That's uh, kind of uncommon, right? I think mm. if you ask uh, beer people nowadays uh, what uh, popular styles are, a saison wouldn't come up. No, um, and I think that's mostly because of the bar. Uh, because uh, it's, you know, if people want to have a Belgian-style triple, we'll say, hey, the Harry is good for you. Yeah. If they want to... And they come uh, back for it. Yeah, and they come back yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah. And if you want to have a wit beer, you know, th yeah. this is a saison with a, a couple of uh, spices in there. Yeah. Mm. So it's spicy and then it's only 6%. So mm. people in summer who like a wit beer will drink it. I, yeah. I think sort of... With the mana leaf, the probably right. yeah, quite sounds similar. familiar. Everything yeah. you say, yeah. Mm. Um, so that's and and at the moment that's also one of the beers that we still have in bottle. Mm. Uh, so Rotterdam again, there you see Rotterdam is a bit behind on the other cities. That now we uh, people really don't want to sell cans, mm. uh, but being forced to brew a beer, I think you have. Um, Fortschrijdend inzicht. How would you say that in English? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. learn, uh, you learn on the go. Or, oh, yeah, uh, okay. uh, or at some point you can look back and uh, hey, uh, uh, I would do I would thing. do that differently now. That's okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I think and then that's for instance the old the traditional styles that when I started was like I was fiercely against mm. pilsners and 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 wit beer and rosé beer and well, mm. rosé beer I would still be against it but <laughs> I think it was ruined by I think I miss I miscommunicated about it because mm. I was I yeah, I'm a, sort of against the industrial way of creating beers mm -hmm. uh, whereas a lager in itself is is a great style mm. or a, a triple is a good is is a nice style of beer mm. and there's nothing wrong with the style there's something wrong with how it's been marketed brewed uh, whatever you want to mm. uh, if it's used for making shitloads of money instead of mm. creating a very good beer mm. um, and and that sense I was sort of a, I felt a bit forced to make a pilsner mm. but then I thought yeah but you want to make why what do you mean why well you... yeah at some point uh yeah forced is maybe not the right no word. but for sales uh, uh goals or well then the reasons? the big film festival yeah. we were the beer supplier yeah. for that mm -hmm. and we, yeah uh then what are you going to do <laughs> yeah what are you going to well first my idea was to 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 use the carol a session IPA. I think right. it's lighter than a normal Pilsner. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people it's know very what an accessible. IPA is, yeah. Right. Uh, but then it went to the film festival and, and like all the people there didn't know what they get. Like, would you drink this? If you would order five beers and you would get a this beer, beer yeah, would it be, yeah. be okay? Mm. And then a lot of people were like, no, 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 no. This is not okay. Oh. So then we, that was the moment we were already sort of moving towards a the idea of making it mm. and then we thought okay let's okay let's this kind really... of forced your hand a little yeah, bit yeah yeah it was sort of the drop that mm. spilled the bucket as mm. we said yeah, yeah yeah and uh, we started to do it uh but then again now i'm very happy with it because it's i, I think it's cool to well i think you started oedipus started i think a bit earlier with really getting into the style of lagers and pilsners yeah about you know seeing the Actually, we were uh, uh, sort of forced into it. Um, I think that was the start, actually, being invited for the Boris Festival. It was a 
first or second time we were there that the 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 general theme was Keller beer. Yeah. And then we did a Keller beer. The Menno Love. Uh, no, no, no. That was a different beer. Oh, okay. That was um, one with a local ingredient. Yes. Uh, I can talk about that uh, some other time. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> because we actually we used the keg of Amstel, uh, yeah. uh, named after the river through Amsterdam, of course, to mm. to as the base for. Um, uh, yeah, Marmalifta, to yeah. make a brew. So we didn't start with water, but with a keg of beer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but that's nice. uh, another story. Yeah, but uh, the mm -hmm. other team was Keller Beer, and that was the first lager. And I was always sort of intrigued by it. Bottom fermentations, didn't get to it. Our first brew kit <clears throat> wouldn't really allow us, but the second one did. And um, yeah, we did a couple versions of lager, 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 keg yeah. only, and then got into the Pilsner and did more bottom fermenting styles. And uh, mm. yeah, uh, I like it a lot. Yeah. 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 And I think, and I think it's, if you're sort of forced into a style that you don't know, I think sort of that spikes, we were talking about creativity that spikes, I think the creativity because you, you have, you, you are fixed within a certain cadre of, mm. of, of working. So are traditional styles, you think the way forward for cops are more than the sort of extremes of the American craft beer movement? Like Imperial IPAs, Imperial Stouts, barley wines that you've produced a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we still do it. But I, I, I do think for the long term, um, well, I think as a, I, I presume as a, uh, as a brewer, I think that's, that's sort of really the ultimate. If you can really nail those styles, mm. I think that's the ultimate goal. Uh, because it's quite easy to brew, well, and I'm, I'm not, no, no, that's, don't downplay it, but an imperial stout, you can make little mistakes and you don't, you will not taste the tiny mistakes that you will taste if you uh, make a lot, uh, like a pilsner, a very light pilsner. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very easy to, to out, to, to ruin the balance in the, in the style. Mm -hmm. Whereas, uh, uh, a big imperial stout with, even if you add like, especially the Omnipolo way of doing it, adding a lot of uh, uh, flavors adjuncts. to adjuncts. Yeah. Then, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're out there anyway. They're very out of balance mm. as extreme a style. flavors. They're yeah. extreme flavors. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, for us, I think that's also, you don't see it a lot. And I think we really like that. And I think it's also very, at the end of, now with the crisis, you see, you it's the local, mm. the locals that keep you alive. Yeah, uh, and it's for them that you want to brew a lot of beers, and then it's it, and then the beer that will be drank a lot is just easygoing, low ABV beers, mm. and they can be they can be awesome in their simplicity. Introduce this next beer, uh, Tioma. <laughs> well, it's a scapegoat bitter. So yeah. we started, uh, we thought of the idea of making a 2.9% beer because 2.9% of the infections were at that moment were for the second lockdown mm. were uh, taking place in, uh, mm. in the Horeca. Mm. Um, and then quite quickly in our, we have a little group app, uh, Brewpees with between, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, that term was introduced to me by Stu from Magic Rock. Okay. He had a lot of brewpees. Uh, <laughs> but that's our sort of our th uh, sort of uh, group zap. And then we thought of the mark. Okay, cool. Um, and, uh, but yeah, 2.9. Mm -hmm. And then we thought, why not use this 
to get people mm. to drink bitters. Nice, okay. Uh, yeah, it's good. Good work. And it is kind of this uh, political protest beer thing going on as well. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I think it's quite funny because you've talked a lot about Rotterdam and the local community that you've had. I wanted to ask you what... Um, what role do you think craft beer and locally made beer can have on the community? Well, I think well, if we, we talk about the, the CAPS uh, role in it is really becoming the sort of the place to go yeah. for the local. For, we try to have, like in our, in our bars, we try to use local producers, local, mm-hmm. uh, local stuff local vegetables, local fish, mm-hmm. at, as in Dutch fish. Um, so I think we, our role in that sense is being able to to give local producers uh, a platform. Mm. And we do that with the Phoenix Food Factory, of course, yeah. being a, a market. And now the, the last Phoenix Food Factory didn't have a fishmongers. Yeah. Now we sell... Also, uh, just Dutch fish, North s- slow food, uh, slow fished Dutch fish. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> the uh, tongue twister after three glasses of beer. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but, uh, and I think that's, that's our role. So yeah. we try to, um, become, and, and yeah, the bigger we grow, the more impact you can have as, uh, as selling, uh, the, yeah, the local, the local stuff. We don't sell any big brand like no Coca-Cola. Yeah. You know, we, uh, we make our own syrups. So we have our own, uh, own sodas. We mm. sell, you know, the, the kombucha from the neighbor. Um, and for some local producers, you're within, you know, your first order, you're their biggest customer. Yeah. Oh, nice. And that's, uh, and I think that's cool. Mm. The only thing, the hard part is the sakes and the, the natural wines. Mm. But then, uh, Still a bit more education needed there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but there's a very good Dutch natural winemaker that I just yeah. recently tasted. It was amazing. So I think I hope we can find more of that as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for having us. It's, I always get excited about coming to Rotterdam, and I was especially excited to come today. And Sandra and I were talking about it in the car. Reminds me a bit of home. I'm, I'm from Manchester. Always reminds me a bit. Like that, this industrial background. and There is a similarity uh, between those uh, industrial cities. and Yeah, Berlin. yeah. But yeah, thank you very much. It's You're been welcome. great drinking the beers. Thanks for listening to this week's Radio Oedipus podcast, the podcast where we explore the culture of beer. Brought to you by Oedipus Brewing, and I'm your host, Danny Walker. On today's show, I was joined by Sander Nadevain, co-founder and head brewer of Udipus, and also Tsioma Zilstra, the founder of Capsa Brewers. You can find all information about Capsa on their website, which is capsabrowers.nl. Remember, you can find all episodes of Radio Oedipus on our website, which is oedipus.com forward slash radio, and by searching Radio Oedipus on your podcast app. If you use Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to like and subscribe to keep up to date. The music on today's show is written and composed by the one and only Ola I Music. And tune in next time for more exploration into the culture of beer. Beer.